This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football podcast, brought to you by two former college football players at the FCS level from the University of Rhode Island. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my longtime friend, former roommate, former teammate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, how are we doing today? You heard what I was up to yesterday. It's just, we're not doing the casualties. Let's get this shot. I would just want to talk some FCS football. No casualties today. Zero small talk. Early bedtime for Sean. As we can see, those tuning in on video can see his hair is in great condition. I don't know the last time I did. I think it might have been. Oh, boy. Please tell me it was at least yesterday. Uh Uh-uh. No. Yeah. uh Uh-uh. Why? You couldn't. See, just tell me you need to shower, and I would have pushed back 30 minutes. I don't nah, need because I have to get stuff done. Up. This shower is going to be so delightful that I'm going to go. I might fall asleep in the shower, um, but it, it's going to be. I can't do anything after I get the shower in. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. I'm praying you keep for up that smart mouth. You keep it. I'm up. praying for your shower because I don't know what damage you're about to do it <laughs> due to it. But it is going to be significant. You're going to need to hose down the shower after. Well, I always prayed for your shower uh, in the house because it was the smallest I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shower I have in my apartment is uh, not too far off from that size, but uh, definitely hey. at least a little bigger. You want to know a fun fact? What? I still have not seen the shower, the bathroom, or the room I'm going to be living in in less than three weeks. You've never been in this 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 place that you're moving into? I've been in the main room to sign the papers. That's how little time I've had. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, everyone, thoughts and prayers are with Mr. Sean Anderson at this Stop moment in time. Stop calling me mister. <laughs> Why? That's two. I'm tracking it. I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Oh, I'm sorry for talking to you like a grown adult, not like some slappy 20-year-old like we usually are referred to as. Who's our audience? I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I know we got a lot of people who listen. I don't know our demographic. I don't from know. What I, from what I can infer of the the people that interact directly with me, most uh-huh. of them are basically Colin Sutrick, but less interactive. They talk to us less. So they're like mid to early 20s or late 20s, recently graduated. I don't think we have anybody older like i don't know how old peter mooney is like i don't i don't know what he's got the the blank avi so we can't really we can't really figure that out i I would like more interaction from our fans that's all i I would do i actually would like more because sometimes i finish the show i say we did a good one today you know we we prepped we were ready we we had some good knowledge we had some good numbers 
I don't know about this show that we're about to do, but you know, I'm like, oh man, maybe someone will say, hey, that, that was a good stat, or hey, you guys stink. Uh, but <laughs> one, one of those might be okay every now and then. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's not like when when it was the fall when I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, when nobody was listening. Like we've had a, a lot of listenership lately, like a really really good uh, number of people tuning in. So we know you're listening. Just. <laughs> Don't say, that. don't say it like I that. I don't know if your DMs are open. Mine are open. Tell me what you had for dinner. I'm curious. I think mine are open. Look, I, tell Sean what you had for dinner. Colin Sutrick, we, his shtick, not always great, but he's the only one that's really doing it. So we got to, we got to partake. You know, if more people are doing shtick with us and start understanding the dynamic between me and Joe, <laughs> maybe we can get a more diverse conversation happening instead of these gifts that keep hairless Joe hairless Joe I can't remember when that came up I don't think it ever did Joe can you remember one it was, time uh, it was get to the point that he just he just came up with that you made a crack about my hairline for some reason even though oh. I have like a perfectly fine hairline and you why did just... he stick with you don't why did he stick with that I don't know uh, it's, just, uh, it's just who who Colin is I don't know well, folks, if you want to be like Colin and berate us, uh, we encourage it. We might not respond immediately. It might take us three to five business days, but we will respond eventually, uh, especially Sean. Sean Sean needs more people bothering him. Uh, Sean, we, we got to get into this conversation today. We've got a couple topics to hit on, and then we're going to do uh, a full breakdown of players that we're going to be watching the closest for the Buck Buchanan Award. If you don't know what that is, folks, that is the award for the best defensive player in FCS football. We obviously have the returnee, Jordan Lewis, and then five other fantastic, talented names that we're going to get into. But, Sean, can you just share with our listeners uh, a message from Bet Online? We already missed the timeline we were supposed to get it in because we're five minutes into the episode but i'm sure i'm sure alex will be fine with that well yeah i was instructed that my reads have been too short lately so buckle up people this one might be a, a two minute uh so <laughs> 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 and i'm gonna say this right now visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so before the next tip off face off or pitch head on over to bet online and start playing today highlighted section complete I wanted to get. I'll, I'll do that one again. I'll run it back, but I'm going through my checklist, Alex. You're the boss. <laughs> He's not the one listening. It, it's, it's my guy, Kevin Jack, and uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the other intern's name. I'm going to remember it. Go ahead. Okay. I'm a, ba- I'm, I'm, I'm a bad boss. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, I got it. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, yes. what a, a bet online. We have been talking about them forever, and we have been betting with them forever. I like gambling. You like gambling. Joe's too scared to gamble. But that's okay, because I'm always here to talk about gambling with you. Joe, would you say I'm good at gambling? No, you're terrible. Would you say I have more fun than you do? Yes, but that doesn't matter. I've made significantly <laughs> less bets, and I've made way more money than you have. The oh, one bet you, I made. want to talk about the, the last, one? Okay, yeah. I, we're not going to get into that, though. Gambling. It can be fun, and it can be even more fun with Bet Online. And you know, the Olympics are on. Everyone's complaining about it. you can't see him, you can't do this. Bet on medals. Bet on countries to get medals. People can dwe- uh, geek out on the uh, on the Olympics. Some people do. I like swimming. I like uh, I like watching all that stuff. You can play medal bets, prop bets. All that stuff is on BetOnline.com. 
or betonline.ag. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, big race in the Olympics, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Fantastic two and a half minute read. There we go. <laughs> I told him. Told him buckle up. I'm a I'm a salesman at heart. I just love this shtick because I don't I don't know why Alex hasn't said anything to me because I, I I've had multiple issues with reads over the past like month and a half. But sorry, Alex. We've got a couple news headlines that I want to get to, Sean. And the first one refers to a school that we talk about a lot. I tweeted about this, got no response, justifiably. Nice. Southeastern Louisiana University made it public that they have indicated what is the correct way to reference the school. And frankly, I think it's BS. Mm. So they said their approved names are Southeastern Louisiana University, Southeastern and then SLU. And that says it can be only used for intercollegiate athletics only. You are not allowed to use SE-LA or CLA, as we've said. You're not allowed to use CLU, which we've used. And you're not allowed to use Southeastern Louisiana, which makes the most sense to use in this situation. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying mm. Southeastern because that's the most vague term to use. How entitled do you have to be that you think you can just claim a direction like that when nobody no, it's a relatively unknown school outside of the FCS uh, parameters Double but regardless right I'm going to keep calling you southeastern Louisiana otherwise no one's going to have a damn idea who I'm talking about I this guy I don't know why this got me so wound up but this is so stupid just let people call you what they've been calling you shut up well, Joe, uh, Reddit CFB also tweeted, it's actually state law that all universities in Louisiana must change their branding at least once a decade. What? Yeah, so right underneath that tweet. I don't know what kind of cockamamie laws. What the hell is going on down there in Louisiana? Yeah, get it to get. I don't recall LSU changing their branding to uh, LS. Like, I don't or see L. them changing, or just L. That's that's a weird rule. And if you think this is boring radio podcast, whatever, it's because I believe Joe and I are both currently just trying to comprehend what the because hell. Because it right? impacts it, it impacts us. I mean, they're not going to come chase us down, but they're trying to indicate what is the correct branding and and word usage, and they're basically telling us in a in a medium forum. We're, we're doing it incorrectly. It's not permissible in their words. I'm grandfathered in. I am, I'm claiming yeah. right now I am grandfathered in. I was doing this show while Cole Kelly was still the quarterback. I am therefore grandfathered in. That is my rule. Joe, do you want to be a part of this rule? Yeah. Uh, okay. Honestly, I, a part I, of I, would like to th- I would like to throw out there if we have any Selah <laughs> fans out there or Lu fans out there that object to our premise of, of not being willing to follow these parameters – I would like to hear a reason why. I'm actually curious. I would like to hear it out, and if it's an understandable take, maybe I will consider it. But I don't even know if we have any CLOF listeners. It's just a, uh, it's just a state law. I'm just going to call it Southeastern Louisiana because that's just what it's just 
Yeah, I don't know. It does. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It doesn't require enough of our attention. I just thought that was stupid. Right. FCS schools doing stupid things. Uh, Speaking of stupid, Mm -hmm. D'Angelo Wilson. Wide receiver you can't lead from Austin like P. <laughs> Wait, let me get to it. It makes it seem like you called him stupid. I'm not. I'm not. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Speaking of glasses, Jody Leone. You know, you see how that would work? Let me get into it. Let me get into it. Speaking of stupid, D'Angelo Wilson, the, the wide receiver, the wide receiver from Austin P, who is an all-American receiver, is joining one of the most talented gaudy dumb rosters i have seen of fcs players and i mean dumb and stupid in like a holy crap this is a really talented group kind of a way (laughs) that was what i was getting at but you jumped to conclusion conclusions there i knew where you were going i could not believe the transition (laughs) i could not believe it and we've grown as broadcasters enough where i'm not going to pick apart your transitions you won't pick apart mine we've gotten kind of okay at them is what i would say (laughs) <laughs> kind of okay at that. that's transitioned as soon as i heard it i'm like what what where i know where he's going but why would he take this path just let me be so i'm referencing the fact that d'angelo wilson is now the next fcs player to transfer to western kentucky so western kentucky had easily the nuttiest there we go transfer off season of picking three-star guys and talented players from all over the place out of the transfer portal and onto their roster. Go look up their page on 24-7 Sports, folks. The whole list is nuts, and we're not going to focus on the non-FCS guys. But the current list of FCS guys is Bailey Zappi, Mm. Ben Ratzliff, both Mm. of the Stern brothers, which was a talented uh, trio of receivers, plus Zappi, who is throwing the ball to those guys. That is a you know that's a talented close personal grouping. friend of the show Bailey Zappi yeah c- close personal friend of the of the show Bailey Zappi <laughs> they are now a part of Western Kentucky Zappi's pretty much locked to start a quarterback I don't know mm-hmm. about the other guys they also have Adam Cofield the very talented Bison running back who received national recognition before deciding to leave to head to play for the Hilltoppers and here we are now where they get D'Angelo Wilson I don't. I feel bad for if you were a receiver already on that roster, recruited as a as a sophomore or as a freshman, oh, yeah. you're working your way up. You're Done a sophomore. For. Yeah, you're not getting onto the field with those guys that are coming in. Those are, you've got three big body guys and then an elite speedster and slot guy and D'Angelo Wilson. They are just going to run four wide. I don't even know if they're going to put a tight end on in the field. And you know they'll put they'll have Cofield coming out of the backfield. They are going to throw for 500 yards a game. This is going to be Houston Baptist 2.0. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna double back here on Bet Online. Um, I'm taking all the overs for Western Kentucky this year. I'm taking every single over. I don't care if they're playing Alabama; they're gonna score 40 points a game. They just are. That is a ridiculous receiving core. That's all FCS. That's that. Those That's are all just the FCS guys too that they got. It is straight up. I, I don't know. Make a top 10 receivers. They're there. They're now on Western Western Kentucky. Yeah, that's that's four guys I think we could argue were in the top 15 before last fall. <sighs> yeah. And Cofield can catch the rock, too. And he's a top three running back from the FCS, <laughs> too. It's like, oh, dude, I, I got to get I might, I might have to get the FCS All-Stars. Bro. Yeah. Dude, it's it's the F, That's. It's like yeah. the Monstars. The I FCS love, Monstars. We've been dabbling with going to a game. And, Joe, you know, I know I'm going to flake. I would go to a Western Kentucky game to watch this team. Let me. Wait, wait. 
I want to see who they play this year. I want to see who they play this year. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm pulling up the schedule. I'm pulling up the schedule. Pull it up. Let's see if they play any FCS teams. Okay, they play UT Martin September 2nd. Mm -hmm. Might be a little too early for us to figure out. Way too early. Uh, That's the only FCS school they play. Mm, Do they play? They do play Michigan State and Mm -hmm. Indiana. Mm. If you want to go see a good one. Well, if I want to watch I formation for 60 minutes, I'd go watch the Indiana game. (laughs) <laughs> but regardless western kentucky an honorary member of the fcs for indirect reasons so yes. that's just a yeah and for the best reasons exactly this is this is the fbs team that you root for that's what this all the screw the rest of them we're rooting for western kentucky that's what we, we we're an fcs podcast we like one fbs team the honorary fbs team we'll crown Actually, one each Joe year i think notre dame so yeah we we know i like notre dame that's not a – and you're a hack and you don't like college football. It's okay. So, <laughs> Sean, let's – that on the <laughs> They don't need to know that. It's almost like you played college football. <laughs> so, we're talking Buck Buchanan today. And yeah, what's he up to? What? I don't like how loose you are. I don't I'm gonna like I'm going to take this. a lap. I'm going to take a lap. Yeah, go take a lap. That, that was a bomb. Yeah, that was a bomb. That was Buck Buchanan Award, which is for the top defensive player in the country at the FCS level. We've got six guys that we've pinpointed, and I have to say again, if a player is not on the list, it is not an, it's not a saying that this player is not good enough to win the award. Don't come chasing us at the end of the season if someone we don't name ends up winning it. We were trying to keep things concise, Six players that we really, really like. Some diverse position groups as well. If you want to pitch some other ones, shoot us a DM or a comment. I'd be curious to hear who you guys maybe think could have been in the conversation. But these are the six guys that we had. And Sean, let's go to you first with the Citadel linebacker, Willie Eubanks. So you know how I'm kind of a part of draft Twitter? Sure. Yeah, well, like... You know, draft Twitter has awful phrases and awful football in the offseason. They come up with terrible phrases and no and jargon is what I would say. A bad one is a my guy. You know, it's a bad jargon. One. Do you know how many times Ryan has pitched to me like, let's do a my guy show? And I've just I've just ignored it. Like, I just it's haven't responded idea, to it. It's and just it's it's jargon. It's, it's all overdone. Jargon. Eh. Right. It's not as cl- it's not clever. Like, get to the point. You know, that's clever. That is, that's, you know, all of this. That's good, dry humor. <laughs> but uh, my guy, I, I understand the premise. It's a guy that you have full faith in to succeed. You would stand up on the table and say, I stake my reputation on this player for so whatever reason it is, how he moves, uh, character, demeanor, all of that. That becomes a what, what, what's called a my guy. I hate that I'm saying that term so much, but Willie Eubanks is my guy on defense. He is just as fun a linebacker as you'll watch. He's fast. He is heavy-boned. He will hit you, and you will go backwards. He will not. That is how he tackles. He tackles with great form also. His arms are, I would I don't know, pythons. They go out uh, four feet on each side. He, I've never, I've never seen arms like this, how he can just engulf a running back, a wide receiver, a quarterback, and you're like, oh, no, a quarterback's getting away. Nope, Willie Eubanks has you. He just has you, and he's disciplined. He mans that defense. He's the anchor of that Citadel defense. He has been for the last three years 
He's got a great frame. I, I, it's just, I don't know, when he plays, he's making the plays. That's that's how you watch Citadel on defense. Sure, you're gonna get scored on. Every defense does. You watch who's making the plays. Most of the time, it's number nine, Will Eubanks. He's all over the field. I'm all yeah, he's my Buck Buchanan Award winner. He deserves recognition this year. He deserves to at least be in the finalist category, which he was snubbed from last year. I think might have that part of that might have just come from the limited action that he saw You're in the spring. Wrong. And and yeah, and there's there's you could come up with a number of reasons. It was disappointing not to see him, but there's no reason with a normal season coming up why he shouldn't be in that conversation coming for twenty twenty one. Eubanks is somebody who, you know, you talked about elite speed at, as an FCS player. He has great length. You know that him being an academy player, he is going to be extremely disciplined. I just, I, everything about him, I love, I love about him. And to see a, a linebacker like this, like Willie Eubanks, there's no reason why he shouldn't be one of the top five players in terms of tackles at the end of the season and in contention for the Buck Buchanan. He might not win it, but right. he should at least be in consideration because of how freakishly talented he is. And it's it's tough to really establish yourself as a dominant FCS linebacker enough to be considered for the NFL, but there is going to be some NFL buzz for a guy like Eubanks. There should be, because when you watch him on the field, you know, his measurements say 6'2", 230. Joey looks about 6'5", 250. He just looks insanely big on the field, and he plays bigger than he is. And I, I, we, we got plenty of other players to talk about, but he stands out on the field. That's something that's going to draw attention from uh, from teams. And I honestly, I want to know what if he if at his pro day, I want to know how long his arms are because like he's oh, yeah. a guy that's got like stupidly long arms, and that's what makes him such a good tackler. Like that's a reason why a lot of guys are good tacklers is they're quick, but they've got long arms. You're not escaping that because of right. that because of that elite length. So our next player is the winner of last year, someone who we have to highlight, Jordan Lewis, defensive end from Southern University, the only school that I will willingly uh, refer to as the direction that the uh, the name is titled as. <laughs> Six foot three, one ninety five, five games last year. This uh, I get why he won, just because of the only he only played five games, and I want to see what he does on a full season this this upcoming fall. In five games, I don't know another FCS player since our time covering who's had a five-game stretch of dominance like he had. 15 tackles for loss. That's three per game. Then he also had 10 and a half sacks. That's over two per game. He had one game with four. I think it was against Alabama State. This dude was unblockable against the teams he was playing. I want to see what he does with a full schedule. He'll have some more opportunities to shine and show off some of those great traits. I believe we've talked about this before, but I need to reiterate. Jordan Lewis has the talent to be considered for for the next level. You know, any of these leagues. He just needs to put on a little more weight. I, I can't really sell myself on a 195-pound edge rusher, but he doesn't look 195. Like, I see a guy that's got strong build. He's, he'll probably be playing at 210 this season if I were just to guess. I'm curious to see what he weighs in in when they get to training camp and they actually have a, a set number for him when mm-hmm. they actually get him on the scale. But uh, he needs to add a little bit of weight for me to have some more confidence. But I know that regardless of how much he weighs, he is still stupidly dominant. Like, imagine if he was 255. Imagine what he would do at 255 if he was rocked up and he was and he had, like, the weight of, like, a normal pro edge rusher and he wasn't playing at the size of, like, a, a safety. Dude, uh... 
I'm sending you a video right now. Watch these two plays. You see, he puts his entire body into the tackle, and that is because he's light. And he's making these sacks. This is versus Alabama State. I just sent this to you on uh, Twitter, Joe. He, he's obviously whipping these tackles. I mean, he is killing them. He must have been killing them all game. <clears throat> I can see why. He's light. He's fast. He's incredibly bouncy. And he is just going to – his calves have to be, like, spring-loaded uh, because you could see that even in these uh, clips that you see, Joe – you see how he moves. It's not like how normal players move. He's got a different little gear in him that can get him to escape an offensive lineman and then just pounce on the quarterback. He just gets right to him, and he's just all over him. It's not like a, a small – you know, there's a defensive lineman later on I'll talk about uh, who, who's almost the exact opposite of this in a, in a good way, uh, but it's just a, a different type of athlete to see him just turn the corner, boom, Hawks him down, and then he just gets there. I mean, there's some things I'd like him to do with his hands better, but it, I'm not the coach. He, he went kinda, on an insane stretch. You you see him running, uh, you know, rushing and stuff like stuff like that, and flying upfield. He almost yeah. looks like a box safety that they just dro- like. Like he almost looks like Jamal Adams is coming upfield, right? Like the the way the Seahawks use him. And I almost wonder what his usage will be like if a team is willing to to bet on him. I don't know what the buzz is around him. I'm I'm gonna talk to Ryan after this because I am curious but you know that size is not going to be enough for the NFL I almost wonder if a team says if you get to 215 220 we'll play at linebacker like that's a guy you want at special teams too yeah because he's because of his motor it's just the get off on that second play also he just completely mm-hmm. beats this left tackle right around the edge that left tackle never, never, he didn't stand a chance he hit him with half of a jab step and was already to the quarterback. He's a phenomenal athlete. Deserves to be on the list. Deserves to have won it last year, especially for that stretch that he went on. Ryan, let's hit on our next player, another linebacker, Logan Backus, South Dakota State. Somebody who had a strong run last year for the Jackrabbits. Why would you pick him? Yeah, uh, besides the tackle production, uh, I think he had like 72 last year. Uh, he's only second on the team, but... Whenever I was watching South Dakota State, I'm like, wow, they're linebackers. They always they always just have really good linebackers. And um, I don't know. I guess they just recruit well. And who stood out for me was Bacchus because, one, he's 6'4". So how does that not stand out from a linebacker's perspective? And, two, he was just – if he wasn't making the tackle, he was impeding on some offensive player from helping their team. That's what he does. And the way that he tackles, it's weird. Six four people and people this tall shouldn't be getting as low to the ground as he can get. Like, just not that bendy. You shouldn't be able to get that parallel. But when he gets to this, there's a play uh, versus um, Holy Cross last year. Joe, you saw it, right? Yes, he's just running. He's seven. just yeah. He's running a, a solo a gap blitz, and he gets right in there. It might have been a green dog because he saw that the um or a, a delayed bit uh, blitz bl- based off of the uh, what the running back did. But when he saw that it was his time to go, he went. And I'm like, okay, that's some good speed. And then once he got into the backfield and locked on to the quarterback, it was like a magnet. He was. It, it was like he just got pulled to the quarterback, and you just. From a defensive player, that's something that I can really appreciate is, okay, here you are, here I am. It's it's uh, it's Buda Baker. That's what it is. That's what he reminded me of. I have you locked on my sights. I'm going to get to you as fast as physically possible for me. And that's what he did, and he does it at, a, at a, just an alarming rate of pace, how he can get to some of these offensive players. You know, he's technically sound. He can do. He can play linebacker. Obviously, he's, he's one, another one of the anchors of this uh, South Dakota State defense. They're well coached. 
and they're going to be happy to have him back. He's just a really good football player, and I'm like, wow, man, maybe maybe this year he'll really break out, get 100 tackles, get some more sacks, uh, passes defended, tackles lost. He, he's just going to do it all, and he's just that guy that's you're going to look for when you need that big play. And that's not always like a sack force fumble recovery for a touchdown. That's like a tip up at the line for someone else to intercept it. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just like a little thing that he does and it just changes the game. That's what I see from Logan Backus. Yeah, Backus for me, I think, belongs on this list and might not be on everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. Well-coached player on a team that produces hard-nosed kids on their defense. The guy's talented. He's on NFL radars. I know that Ryan has indicated, you know, has indicated to me that he's a guy that has NFL talent. Uh, you know, before the season started, or before the off season started, Ryan sent me a list with a lot of guys, and his name was on that list of those getting some NFL notoriety that will likely earn an opportunity. You don't see a lot of linebackers at that six foot four number. He's probably a, like six three and a quarter or six three and a half once you actually measure him, because we know the bump up how it works. But he's Big dude, long, good speed for a guy of that size. It's hard to move when you're a taller linebacker, but he has good speed. That play you were referencing, I'm praying for that Holy Cross running back, how poor of an attempt that he tried to block him. But there was no stopping Backus on that play. Fantastic, fantastic play. And I think Backus justifiably is in the conversation or should be in the conversation come the end of the season if he plays up to the expectations that we have for him. Yeah. Uh, and it's very possible because South Dakota State's a really good team, and really good teams get they get players, and then they get more recognition on those players. So, just by being on South Dakota State and being their uh, middle linebacker or their best linebacker, you're going to probably get a good shot at being in that uh, Buck Buchanan finalists. Sean, we also have to note another guy who had a pretty nutty stretch through his full season in the spring. And I'm referencing mm-hmm. Isaiah Chambers, the defensive end from McNeese State, a transfer from Houston. Seems like he's been playing college football for a long time, and I think he's really ready to continue to pop. Six foot five, 251, perfect size and frame to be coming off the edge at the next level, which he will earn an opportunity. Seven games, 14 tackles for loss, and seven and a half sacks. Now, I know that is not Jordan Lewis numbers, but those are pretty stupid numbers to put up in a small stretch like that. Another guy who I want to see what he does with a full season. Does he go double digit on sacks? Does he get close to 14? How many TFLs does he get over 15 TFLs? Is he going to be dominant? I don't don't know if it's every single day or every single year where you have an edge guy firmly in contention, but I think him and Lewis can go to head to head as the best edge rushers in this group of you know of upperclassmen heading out here in the spring or in the fall rather. You know what I see from Chambers, and I'm looking over some of his film right now. What I distinct what I distinctively see from him, it's drills. It's drills that he is implementing on the field. I see all the drills. I see the hoop uh, drill. I see read and, and react drill. I see just tackling the pad drill. And he is implementing these drills. All the plays that he's making is a drill. And that means that he is a sponge. And that's someone who, if you tell him what to do in practice and you coach him, he's going to take that right to the field. Guys who don't make plays don't take that stuff to the field. Uh, field. They either get a little uh, freaked out and nervous and they, they just go uh, based on purely instinct. Chambers 
is practice to game guy. And that is, you know, uh, you can measurements, great. Explosiveness, great. But watching this, I'm like, that's just, that's what defensive linemen do all day, every day. And he's just taking it right into the game and messing up every team he plays. That is valuable characteristic defined. That is, you couldn't ask for more as a coach is seeing that happen right there. How many times, Joe, have you gotten yelled at, or at least have I gotten yelled at, seen me getting yelled at for something I've been coached to do and then just did not do it for whatever reason? It happens all the time. And it's a terrible feeling because you're like, I tried to do it. Chambers, <laughs> he doesn't have to say that. He just does it. Right. Right. Now, I, I love Chambers and what he's been able to do, and he'll get the opportunity, I think, to really flash his capability when they play LSU on September 11th. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a really, really good chance for him to say, hey, guys, look at me. Look how I play against the SEC boys. I'm, I'm just as good as these dudes. You should put, put me in the conversation with these, these draftable defensive ends. You know what Chambers is going to do against LSU? He's going to get two tackles for loss, and they're going to be on uh, in the backfield – uh, just tackling a, a, a back because he gets upfield so quickly. If he's going to read it, and then he immediately gets upfield, clogging up the lane and getting a tackle for loss. Two tackles for loss in that game. There's my prop bet. Mm, interesting uh, interesting prediction there by you, Sean. Sean, you've got another interesting name here, and of course we have to consider some of these Sam Houston dudes, and there is a very long list of guys that you could consider on that Sam Houston State defense, but you went with Jahari K as your guy to, to be in the conversation. Why'd you pick him? I did. He's a disruptor. He's uh, 6'2", 255. He looks and plays bigger than he actually is. And also, these are coming from the college websites. And it said I was 275 my entire year. And then I know for a fact my junior year, I was pretty close to 320 on weigh-in day. So it just did not get updated. Uh, it but, also said I was 197, and I was oh. like 220 by the end of my oh. end of my tenure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, Kay is a guy that he's just someone you don't want to face as an offensive lineman, uh, because if he's lining up at a five technique, it's not like he's going to beat you for a sack. He's just going to make plays on you. And that's a weird feeling to happen where you, you block kind of like you, you're like, you kind of make the block and he, he kind of turns around and falls off and makes a tackle. And you're like, you're like, I didn't really do anything there. He kind of just made the play and there was, there wasn't anything I could do. That's what he does. And he's a hard guy to like analyze, but if you, especially if you haven't played, and it's not like a linebacker where uh, where he's a you know a, a tracer to the ball all the time. It's just like when the ball is near him, he's just on the ball and making a play. You know, he's got a good inside move when it comes to tackle, uh, moving inside tackle. He runs good stunts. Uh, he stays low, which I like. Uh, his leverage is always good, and that's probably why the reason he can always fall off or shed. I think it's shedding, and that is all we're taught all the time is stay on the block and he doesn't let anybody stay on the block and pff, that does that's not a stat that you can track so you see tack, uh, sack numbers for K you're like oh what, what do you mean a little low but you realize yeah he just shed he just sheds the block every single time you can't do it it's heavy hands it's weird back muscles that some of us just don't have the ability to achieve he's, he's just one of those guys where you're like wow man he he might break out, he, and it's not like he hasn't broken out already. National champion, leader of the defense. Still, I mean, it's just a, it's a weird analyzation on him, but but mm -hmm. he's definitely on my list. And the thing with with a guy like that, he's not necessarily he might not necessarily have like a big stat year 
because of all of the different guys that are coming off of that defensive line that are chasing after quarterbacks. Like he could have no sacks next year because he's got a, a ton of quarterback pressures and setting up his teammates. They could be double teaming right. him. And I'm and saying that well, he had 14 and a half tackles for loss last year. Second, right. second only to Jordan Lewis. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying it was down stat year. Whatever. It, it, yeah, you're right. You honestly could probably pick any of those guys on that Sam Houston State defense, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested by Kay that you chose him. I've got a last player who we have to obviously include a defensive back. We can't finish a show without having somebody that's playing in the secondary. Nicario Harper, safety from Jacksonville State. Without a doubt, in my eyes, the best returning safety, specifically the way that he plays that safety position. I don't see anybody better. Six foot one, 205 last year in 13 games. That includes the fall, 92 tackles and three interceptions. That is basically a full season. Those are fantastic numbers. But you watch the dude play, and this guy is a head hunter. Like, we, you don't get this a lot where you see dudes boom people and lay massive hits anymore. It's tough to get away with it without getting charged for targeting or anything like that. Right. He's not necessarily like a 4-4-4-3 like a four, 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 guy. He's not a Jeremy Chin, but he is a big player who I see playing as like a box safety, as a strong safety that comes downhill. I know they, you know, they asked him to, to play multiple roles, but... He is downhill as hell. And Nicario posted his own highlights, which I applaud him for doing. More guys should be doing that. And you see him in the plays that he picked. He, I, I bet when he was putting them together, he said, I'm going to pick all the ones where I'm knocking dudes out. I feel like oh, that yeah. was all the play, unless that's all he does. But those are those plays that he has in those highlights, I think are you know a, a, a strong epitome of who he is as a player, which is downhill, completely blasting people. Yeah, he just lit this Florida State quarterback up. Yeah. Who was the um I'm blanking on his name. Who was the Stony Brook safety? Um uh, Gavin Heslop? Helsop? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Gavin Gavin Heslop. Yeah, I trained yeah, him at playing test. for the playing for the Seahawks now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of him. He's long. I can see uh, that. He's rangy. The way that he tackles, uh I mean, yeah. A, that that's who he reminds me of. Maybe it's just the red jersey, but I remember that guy always gave us nightmares. And I'm like, wow, he's just. And I saw he got drafted by the Seahawks or, or picked up by the Seahawks. I'm like, signed, yeah, he got signed. That's a per- that's a perfect fit. I'm like, wow, that's that's yeah, what they, they look love for their there. Big <laughs> defensive backs. They, they, yeah, I, Harper is awesome. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, Harper, I think should be in that conversation as best defensive back. Uh, you could also throw in Cordell Jackson, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to go crazy with names. And I, I think Cordell is is going to get NFL notoriety, possibly more than Harper. But if we're just talking about overall contribution, best defensive player, I think Harper is without a doubt uh, a reason why Jacksonville State has produced a strong defense over the past few years. Also, coolest name on the list. You think so? Yeah, Nicario Harper. That's awesome. That's a good name. That's a good name. Sean, you got anything for us before we wrap up? Any Hell no. Thoughts? I got to get cleaned up. Yeah, go take a shower. What do you mean? Ruin- any, any, any thoughts? I after just gave you 40 minutes in, of thoughts on our after you Buchanan in, finalist... <laughs> At San- tag Sean at Sanderson Radio. Tell him to go take a shower. Everybody, no, please do, do it. I have professionals Colin, that follow me. Please do it. I don't care. <laughs> what professionals follow you? I got some professionals that you don't even know, know. of. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, most of them probably follow me. Okay. Hey, what's <laughs> Buck Buchanan? <laughs> Are you making fun of the fact I spelled that wrong? <laughs> I just noticed right, it in the Zencaster thing. 
You suck. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Yeah. Like we said earlier, berate us with your thoughts. We'd like to hear from you folks. Uh, follow Believe Podcast at BLEAV Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Head to Believe.com to find our show as well as hundreds of other amazing shows. Talk to you soon, folks. Enjoy the rest of your week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.